Greetings, lovely people, and welcome to the Dread in the Shed podcast. I am Daddy Cam of the One Love Army, and I am in the shed telling stories. Welcome, listeners. Thanks for joining me. Now, where was I? Oh, yeah, I was at Cray Valley Tech, and the story was Bubblehead and the CVR. Oh, yeah, happy days. Anyway, as I as I continue along the way as I, or with these podcasts, it's strange because every day I suddenly remember things that, you know, oh, I should have spoken about that. And, oh, oh, yeah, what about that? In fact, that I've had conversations with my older brother, Marlon, and uh, he's reminded me of some stuff we talked about some old times. I'm hoping... That, um, they'll come up in future podcasts. I don't know if they'll all get in now. But um, and also a message from my sister Gwyneth um, reminded me of some other stuff that I'd forgotten. And uh, well, hopefully um, there'll be a second series which won't be as linear as the first series, and I'll get to interview. Uh, family and friends and uh, yeah and be reminded of more more stories anyway so yeah every other day there's always oh I should have said this and um, and that's that's funny because when I started doing these podcasts and I don't know how I started doing these podcasts I just did um, and I decided I'd tell my life story I you know, I had early memories, you know, dramatic stuff, I remember. And then, you know, I kind of ran out of stuff. I thought I'd run out of stuff. What was I doing? You know, quiet years. And as I've looked back and as I've told stories, I've remembered more and more. And I've realised, oh, I was actually doing quite a lot. So there's more, much more to come. So um, where was I? Oh, yeah, we were Crave Valley. And, um, yeah, so... A lot of fighting and everything going on and and it is you know strange enough i mean i wasn't overly <laughs> i don't think violent but um, there was a lot of fighting going on but i've spoken about so much fighting but i haven't mentioned and i've totally forgotten to mention the fact that i used to do sword fighting I was a fencer, and I don't mean putting up fences, I've done that later in life, uh, but, you know, with a sabre, fencing from, I'm thinking, I must have been about 12, and maybe, you know, 12, 13, and been doing it when I was 14, 15, 16, um, yeah, I was, I was, I was uh, a sword fighter, <laughs> And what was I up to? Yeah, I was a sword fighter. What happened was a fencing teacher came to the school. His name was um, Paul Romaine. Maybe more about him later. Mm. Anyway, a school friend of mine, Roger Sparrow, I think I've mentioned him before. Once he heard fencing had come to the school, he was keen to take it up. And somehow I ended up going along with him and joining the fencing club. Now, originally we trained, you know, at Cray Valley in school, in the gym, and we trained there for a while. And then when we reached a certain level of proficiency, um, we were invited to join Mr. Romain's 
class up in Chelsea. It was up at a school in Chelsea. It was an evening class, and it was called Sal Ganchev, which was the class of Ganchev. Um, and uh, it was a school on the King's Road, Chelsea, at World's End, Chelsea, um, that way there. So me and Roger Sparrow used to take the train from St Mary Cray Station to Victoria Station, and then a number 11 bus um, to the King's Road. And a uh, little memory pops up. It was the first time I tasted French fries. There was a little shop, like you had a little kiosk thing that opened onto the King's Road. I don't know what, if it was a fast food shop. Did we really have fast food then, 1973 and all that? Anyway, but um, we used to uh, stop and buy French fries, lots of salt and vinegar, delicious. But we didn't have them in St Mary's Grey, <laughs> but they had them in Chelsea. Anyway, um, yeah, so I was, I was about maybe the second or third year, 2F, 3F, that kind of age uh, at Grey Valley at the time. And just getting that bit of independence, we were travelling up to town on a Friday evening, going into Chelsea and, um, yeah, and, and fencing. Anyway, so, by about the third year, because it was while we were still Cray Valley, it was before Kevin Manor, um, even though I wasn't the best, you know, in the, in the team, I was alright, we were quite good, and did you know, um, we went off to Eton, yeah, we went off to Eton, and we beat them. I do remember, it's a funny little incident, I was um, I was travel sick on the way to Eton. And we travelled up there in a minivan, Mr Romain Paul used to drive this um, minivan and we turned up there and I'd been sick on the way, I had a sandwich bag, <laughs> blessing, sorry if you're eating, uh, and uh, had to get rid of it and we pulled up into eating that school and, and honestly the boys were walking about in top hats and towels, I kid you not, that's how it was, it, it was the evening and or you know it's kind of dark so um, so I came out and the first thing I did was throw a bag of puke up the wall <laughs> and uh, then we went on to beat them anyway we also went to rugby I don't remember being sick on that point and um, and we beat rugby you know that famous school rugby then we went to downside maybe not such a famous school it was a private school run by monks down in Somerset and we beat them and while we were there because it was a three-way kind of tournament we beat a school called Millfields too you might not have heard of Millfields but they're a kind of sporting elite kind of school who um, give um, scholarships to boys who have uh, sporting prowess well we beat them anyway so um, in fact the only match we lost as I remember it was against Catford Secondary Modern School Oh yeah, we lost to Catford Secondary Modern School, I remember that. And I remember my particular bout, as it were, um, I was up against another black boy as it goes. And um, and during this fight, I was uh, there's a te technique called deflate, the arrow. And you kind of launch yourself at your opponent and flash past them and you strike them, you know, head, body or whatever, um, with the blade as you go past. And um, it's called deflate. Anyway, so I saw my opportunity and most, you know, most people <laughs> would just parry or not. And uh, anyway, I've done this flash and before I knew it, I was flying. I was off my feet, flying forwards, landed, kind of splat on the on the piste. And um, 
I didn't know what had happened, and it, it topped up, he ducked, he bobbed right down, ducked right down, disappeared off, swung, you know, <laughs> and got over him. Anyway, we lost to Catford, but that was the only one, and all credit to Catford, and well done, that, that boy. Anyway, um, innovation. <laughs> And uh, one more fancy story, if I remember correctly. Uh, we went off to Scotland, Largs, to what was a, an international competition. We were only boys at this age. I'm about 15, I think. I don't know if we're 16. 15, 16, maybe 16 by then. And um, anyway, we were up against adults. And there was this one particular fella. You know, he looked like he, he, he had... A, Big, big old beard, um, as it tops up, hairy body, <laughs> and um, quite a big lump. Looked like he should be uh, one of those fellas tossing cabers. He was a Scottish fella. Um, should have been tossing cabers in a kilt. And um, anyway, he was having a field day against our boys. And he was, you know, because with the sabre, you use the blade as well as the tip. You know, if you're using different saws like the foil or the epee, you just do it, you know, you score with the, the point. Uh, with the saber, you use the blade. You strike with the blade, or you lunge and you, you know, you poke <laughs> with the tip, stab. And um, anyway, so that's the saber fencing. And uh, he was, he was, he was being a bit vicious. And I went up against him, and he was a bit vicious to me. He must have hurt me a couple of times, maybe on my shoulders, you know, like um, the bone on his shoulders, a collar blade or collarbone. And he kind of crunched into there a bit. Whap. And uh, I thought, right, okay. And uh, so anyway, the next next point or whatever, he's we're going away, and he's decided to do a flace, the same thing. He's going to go past me now, and um, so he goes he goes flying past. I managed to parry, so that's what I didn't duck. I parried, and then I could strike, and I should have really just struck him with the blade. Uh, like a chopping cutting motion like with the front of the, of the blade but the thing is the saber they're very flexible and I turned it sideways and used it more like a whip and and I got it perfectly across his back and ah, he sunk to his knees and he took off his top that's how I know he had hairy body took off his top and there's a dirty red mark dirty red line across his back and I said there you go um taught him a lesson for being such a bully so there you go so I was I wasn't very big at the time I was, I was small when he was a bully so he yeah, got, got what he deserved so there was out in Largs and um yeah so yeah more fighting but uh, that was sword fighting much more controlled I will also mention while I'm here another form of fighting because I'm gonna have to leave the fighting alone and speak about some other things at some point because of course there's music there's you know I was still in the church and so on and so forth so um, but the fighting, uh, <laughs> have to be said then, that, um, we're fighters, you know, me and my brothers, I, I think my sisters too, uh, <laughs> my children, uh, and my parents, fighters, um, we come from fighting stock, um, but yeah, we, me and Dougie, we did a bit of boxing, um, around about the age of 14 again, went down to the Rosecroft Boxing Club in St Mary's Cray lots of travelers down there and uh, a few old coaches and uh, yeah we you know embarked on our boxing careers then I didn't have much of a career um, Dougie went on to do some amateurs and to this 
day he is still a boxing coach and I watch him and I'm still impressed with uh, how fit he is and how fast his hands move. Um, Marlon didn't get into the boxing so much. He did more of his fighting on the streets, but that really is another story. Um, but me and Dougie down at the Rosecroft, yeah, there was, uh, yeah, so we had a little bit of time there. At the in the end, we were we kind of became bored of. Um, the technique they were teaching us. Now, this is all around the time of the rumble in the jungle, Muhammad Ali, George Foreman. That was a tremendous occasion. Um, but we wanted to fight like Muhammad Ali. And uh, we were being taught a more rigid style. So we um, so we ended up just nicking a pair of gloves each and uh, ended up carrying on our boxing <laughs> in the living room. Many a great bout, let me tell you. Anyway, that's enough of the fighting talk. Um, I'm going to leave it at that for now. And thank you all for joining me. Uh, One Love Army, I salute you. All my listeners, I salute you. And it's blessed love to all mankind. Give thanks.